The GGBC is brought to you by GG Poker. It's the world's biggest online poker room. They have more players than any other site and it's designed to bring back the fun to poker. They've got the classics like Texas Hold'em and Omaha with games for all skill levels. Yeah, Deck loves Bounty Hunter. Yes, I do. And GG Poker has games that you won't find anywhere else. They run huge tournaments with big prize pools. And George, did you know they actually hold the Guinness World Record for the largest prize pool for an online poker tournament? What about if you're a new player? Well, George, I'm glad you asked. If you're new to GG Poker, when you make your first deposit of at least £10, you'll get £60 in free play. No wonder they've got more players than any other site. You've got to be 18 or over, and this offer is for new UK players only. Minimum deposit is £10. Full T's and C's apply. BeGambleAware.org. Please play responsibly. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is a crowd podcast. Ellie Scotland the Cockney. I packed my bag at 75 kilo. Without COVID, might not have happened. And I trapped with a body shot. What's it like as a female? You feel like, wow. But for the women, box two minute rounds. Probably going to be fighting for a world title in about 18 months. They're the right little scrap. Let's get on with it. I'm George. He's Deck. Hello. It's the George Groves Boxing Club. Hello, Deck. Hello, George. How are you? How are you? I'm, I'm good. How I'm are good. You? How are you? Not bad. Right. <laughs> Tell us your story. I know you've got what, a story no, about something. Go on. It's, something, fu- it's funny because we, we had Carl Frotch, as you know, in the in the club. Carl Frotch, unified champion in, in the club. What I didn't tell him is that when I get a line bike with a flat tire, I call it a Frotch. Because, and I've always done this and I forgot to tell him probably just as well because if it's got a flat tire, I call it the Frotch because he's a flat earther. You know this. <laughs> Do you know he's a, he's a proper flat earther? Yeah. As no. it like goes to the things. We should have asked him about it really. But yeah, if you don't know about Carl Frotch as being a flat earther, go are you not a flat earther today? I mean, I'm thinking about it, and every time I get one on, on one of these bikes with a flat tyre, I think flat earth. But there are other, other categories. Of there's flat earthers? No, of line bikes. Oh, right. Yeah. If I get one, there's some, sometimes you jump on, then they keep squeaking. I call it a seagull, because it sounds like you're riding a seagull. Yes. Sometimes you get them, um, they've got no saddle. I call them a T-Rex, because you get a sore ass. Sometimes you get them with already got a basket full of stuff, usually rubbish. I usually leave rubbish in someone else's line bike. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, yeah, I call it a LeBron. It's got a full basket. There's only one that I haven't got. <laughs> There's only one that I haven't got a name for. Maybe we- listeners could help. Yes. Sometimes you jump on 
and then it just constantly slides yeah, down. Yeah, that happened to me yeah. once, yeah. So I need to, I haven't got a term for that. So when we jump on, the saddle just keeps going down. You have to stop, put it back up again. Keeps going up and down. I was thinking the lift, but it's not It's not funny enough. Nah. So if anyone can come up with a good name to categorize those line bites, because there, there's sounds a lot of like, It sounds like a mood swing. The mood swing. Yeah, well, yeah. some sort of mood swing. Yeah. Uh, if you can get uh, better than going, the mood he's swing. He's going up and down, up and down. Oh, yeah. He's on a mood swing. <laughs> yeah, if anyone's got any ideas of what we can, how we can categorize that, we've got the Frotch, we've got the Seagull, we've got the T-Rex and the LeBron. I'll tell you one person who loves cycling, this is actually true, is Ellie Scottney. Did you get her a line bike here <laughs> today? <laughs> she is from Catford, so it's a bit of a bit of a poke, but anything's possible on a line how bike. Many, how many bars of battery do you reckon you need to get <sighs> from You need Catford at least in? half. You need <laughs> so, it, oh, that's good. No, you need it to be half full. Either way, half. She's a big, big cyclist, is Ellie. She's finally our first woman boxer. We've been needing this for a yes, while. And we've, we've been went... chasing Scotney for a while. Yeah, we're going to put her through the mill, find out what it's like to be Ellie Scotney. Yeah. And European champion. Soon to be world champion. Yeah, world title fight next year. But we managed before she gets stuck headfirst into that camp. Mm -hmm. Should we get her in? Today, Deck, we have, fresh off her win against Mary Romero, is European super bantamweight champion, Ellie Scottney. Welcome, mate. Thanks for coming yeah, in. I appreciate Thanks for it. joining the club. Mm. And I finally got, got an invite. Finally? So. Finally. Yeah. You've been, been down the whole gym, almost. <laughs> yeah, Nearly I'm everyone in McGuigan's gym. It's a big old way. gym. There's a lot to yeah. go still. Still got a few oh, to go. Yeah. 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 Now, Ellie, what we do on here is we do like a different theme every episode or at least we try to now this what this is a bit of a big theme isn't it yeah we need you to carry women's boxing the whole of women's onto boxing. this show as you're the first in the club yeah. on the pod but this is going to be quite a broad look at it yes, as well as that you and what you've done and everything we, else. we will find a theme yeah we, we will find, <laughs> we'll find the end of it. yeah and we got the best fucking feature i was pissing myself when oh, i read stop. it last night oh, so <laughs> when did you start boxing i first walked in the gym when i was nine nine see that's that's my cup of tea that's that proper. is that's proper that's not that oh he started boxing when i was 18 and you know what i mean i've been boxing two years <laughs> no offense dan aziz <laughs> nine so what got you into boxing which one of your family members yeah. wanted you to be a boxer? Only my mum, you know, wanted me to really? be. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my brother, it was never cool to take your little sister along, but, you know, I pleaded and I begged and then he gave in. But, you know, you're probably going to hate me now because it didn't last long. It's only a year. And then I went back when I was 17. So Your brother was boxing at the club yeah. at the time. Yeah. And he took you, what was the club? I first walked into, on a rope, do you remember Yeah, that? yeah. Yeah, on that was the first one he gave in. And then I first properly walked into the gym in the Lynn. At the age of nine, you went in there and didn't mm -hmm. didn't like it that much? Or? Do you know what? I was just, you know, a fat kid running around. And <laughs> I always say it was because my brother used to come over Mars Bar and a Ribena. So that's what got me in the gym. That's probably why I'm still in there. <laughs> yep. So it is one of them. But, you know, there was no girls about. I did it for a year and then just kind of got fed up with it. Was you the only girl in the gym the at the time? I was the only girl. And they used to hide me in the hot room, probably to get the weight off. And because <laughs> <laughs> girls weren't allowed under 10 or whatever it was. So, yeah, it was a weird little setup. So what sort of year was that then? Do you know what? I... That's you worried about asking a lady her age. Well, We're going to break oh, down some barriers year, here. Yeah, I'm what year? I'm doing my maths now. I'm 24 now. So that was, yeah, that's what I mean. 15, I didn't, I didn't year, 15 years ago. So that's back on 2007. The yeah. 2007. You saw boxing then. as a girl in 2007. And then when you were 17, eight years on, that's post-2012, yeah. post the big explosion. So what was the gym like at that point though, from a female point of view? I loved it. You know, you walked in and you was treated like, you know, the one who walked behind you. Mm. And that was a boy and that's what I liked. You know, you sparred the boys, it was hard. And I still kind of matched that when I go into another gym. To me, 
everyone's the same, whether they're a male or, you know, or a female. So I, I don't, wouldn't like to train all with girls. I just don't think you'd maximize your potential. But it was very different. But as a kid, I didn't see no difference because I had five brothers. It was, it was normal for me. It seems like London 2012 was a big turning point. Yeah. For women, and we're sort of seeing it now, 10 years, 10 years on. But for you, you were sort of pre that. So what was it for you that got you to kind of stay there at that point at 17? Was, was it seeing people like Nikki Adams and Tasha Jonas and whatnot? and Katie Taylor or was it something else? Do you know, this is really random. I remember getting ready and I was really girly in that stage. I wouldn't have gone out without my hair done. Very, yeah, strange tables are turned. But <laughs> I remember getting ready and on the telly was Mick Condon fighting Ashback in the Commonwealth Games. And I remember watching thinking, this kid's really good. But I remember watching that and being, oh, do you know what? I could maybe do something like this. And I packed my bag at 75 kilo and no one took me serious. <laughs> and I went back to the Lynn. So, yeah. Yeah, wow. So how long did it take you to get fighting fit and then, and then boxing? Did you fight at 70? Did you fight middleweight for a little <laughs> bit? And they get you carded? Um, this was, I remember sparring and I, this girl was running at me. It was one of Sam's girls and he didn't take me on because, you know, he thought she's not serious. And I dropped with a body shot. First time and only time I've ever dropped someone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and no. I never walked yet. And I go back to the corner. He's like, what the, I can't swear. But yeah, he let me have it a little bit. You can thinking. swear if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, is he joking? I'll just drop someone. But, you know, give me the talking. Like, look at you. You could, blah, blah, blah. And I remember going back thinking, do you know what? I'm going to shut this this little man up. And uh, six dropped weeks. Dropped him as well. Yeah, dropped <laughs> him as well. Six weeks holiday, I lost 15 kilo. Oh, wow. Yeah. Was it hard to be matched up at that stage, at that, would you say? Or would you, you wouldn't um, really know because yeah. the competition sep I'd secretary I'd say would be a little bit. Of. Like, I had my first fight. A week later, I had my second and um, my third fight, I fought the national champion. So it was all fast-tracked. And then I went in the youth ABAs and I was fighting, you know, all the England girls. Mm. And it all happened quick, but I kind of took to it. Like, you know, I won the national titles in seven fights. So, yeah. Seven fights? In my first year, yeah. Whoa. When were you thinking, or was, it, was the whole time you're thinking, I want to be a professional boxer, this is what I'm dedicating myself to? Or was it for a while a, a hobby with maybe something else in mind and then you're like, actually, no, this opportunity showed up and I'm ready to go? As a kid, I remember watching that dodgy streams on my cousin's floor with a packet of Skittles, watching, you know, Hay and even you versus the gal. So it was, I've always watched the pro boxing and it's always been in our household something that I've wanted to do. GB, I was there for, it must have been three years and I hated every second of it. When you see what Katie Taylor was doing, I was like, oh, this is an option now. And, you know, it was the best decision I've ever made. The burden just dropped and, yeah, I felt, you know, a new person. Before Taylor, really, that option of going professional yeah. was... Well, it was there but it was right, like it well, when are we going to make any money yeah, who, who am I going to fight yeah, yeah what am I actually going to do whereas now girls turn over all the time because there's a market for it and seeing people like you on the TV every week in meaningful always, fights yeah, yeah. totally changed like we've seen it over the last 10 years really where before Taylor there were some pros but they would never be on a matchroom show obviously mm -mm. Frank Warren at the time obviously <laughs> said not for me I don't really it's not for me so I won't be promoting it he obviously does now and so does Eddie so it's like the timing was perfect for you. Yeah, for sure. It was a bit of a hard period because obviously I'd pulled out of GB and then your funding goes. So I was obviously working in the famous B&Q. So it kind of made me realise that that is probably what I want to do. You know, like I was stacking shelves, looking at the clock thinking, oh, this is dragging. So the realisation <laughs> of what life's about, I was like, I'm getting punched, you know, I need, it's just easy, isn't it? So <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was, it was good. It really opened my eyes because once you leave the GB set, you lose everything, don't you? I remember leaving... And then turning pro and it was maybe four or five months before I boxed pro. I left to become a full-time pro. I didn't have to get a job like that. wasn't my, you know, 
Oh, which wasn't, sure. my, wasn't my plan. No, 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 not, not in that respect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? I had to have a job while I was on GB because, <laughs> yeah. you know, believe it or not, that five hundred pounds a month. Yeah. You know, it doesn't really. Uh, it's not a game changer. <laughs> you know? um, it was regular. It comes in, and a lot yeah. of stuff is paid for. Mm-hmm. I remember that was a wake up call when you turn pro. You're like, here's my expenses. Like they're like, yeah, great. Stick them <laughs> yeah. to your account, and you're like, okay. <laughs> Like, you're not going to pay my um, my 40p bus fare yeah. to, the, to the train station no more no okay but, all right, that's cool but um, did you feel that at the time as in like you were just up against it then everyone you got to do everything yourself they cocoon their fighters where you sort of you end up in a bit of a, a shell don't you really yeah, you're either in USAC it's, it's a closed off group mm-hmm. and they do take care of you in terms of like you don't really have a lot of outgoings but you don't really have a particularly lot of money coming in compared to what you can potentially earn as a professional once you are a professional though, you like you have to leave from the front and you pay start paying people. <laughs> and if if it's going well, it's going well and you're all winning and you're all having it off and then when you're not, you're not. So I feel like sometimes there's I'm not gonna name any names, so I don't know, it's only an observation, but Go there on, are there are <laughs> there are G B fighters who will struggle to leave that setup and then mm-hmm. have to start paying. Mm-hmm. Like what was it, Ellie, you didn't like about G B? The water's definitely different up there. I just think, <laughs> you know, it's like they kind of mold you into one sort of style and my character definitely didn't fit in. And I remember I used to be on the train on the way up and looking at the other platform thinking, oh, I wish I was on that train. And it, I'll be honest, it, I was, oh, I hated it. I hated boxing. I missed a lot a lot of times up there. Yeah, I was very down. At Is that because you enjoyed yourself so much at the Lynn? You yeah, enjoy yeah. Your boxing at the Lynn a lot, I depended so. too much on my coach and that kind of has been a downfall in, you know, when you turn pro, it's, it's different, isn't it? It's a business, but the time your amateur gives you, you know, it's priceless and I depended too much on him, too much on hearing his voice in the corner and yeah, that was kind of a key of why I probably didn't, you know, settle. Mm. And that was up in Sheffield. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you were up at Sheffield. Sheffield, got, yeah. yeah, yeah. Was it Crystal Palace? Before it became GB, yeah. mainly at Crystal Palace, um, which would have been good for you. That would have been fucking great for <laughs> <you>. <laughs> well, like, oh, It should have been happy. Yeah, I would have said. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. There was something about going to Sheffield. Like, you had to. So I was on development. So development went every other weekend, oh, okay. like Thursday through to Sunday. Whereas if you was on, I can't remember what they called the A team, but you was on the A team, podium, podium, podium yeah. yeah, Monday to Friday every week. So them guys was ended up UA? having, yeah, I started mm. on that and then I went on to full time. Mm. Yeah, you end up having a life up there, or you have mm. to have a life up there. Yeah. You know, we were staying in hotel rooms. <laughs> they had an ETAP hotel, which was like thirty pound a night, <laughs> and it was weird. It was like a bed with a bunk, a side bunk bed that went <laughs> over the top, and that was all you had in the room. There was a sh- the, the bathroom wasn't a bathroom it was a shower door i mean it was dire like (laughs) you're trying to breed a champion mindset they didn't serve breakfast it was a croissant like and a a, you know a a tea bag that was it It was like (laughs) you're supposed to be elite athletes and that's what you got for breakfast Mm. so i mean other than that we was in the premier inn next door there's always appreciation for the premier inn Mm. like when i was there i mean i'm sure it must have got a lot better but nutrition was terrible like the food they gave you was terrible. Like as in not so much the quality, but the actual food they gave you. Do you know what I mean? You just get up there and it was like a jacket potato and coleslaw. That was like dinner. Like, And st- strength conditioning wasn't quite there. So that's why turning pro was so exciting. So I turned pro and I turned pro. I was working with Adam Booth, David Hay, and you know, a strength conditioning coach. You know what I mean? Um, Jez Wilcox, who worked out of third space down the road from, from here in Soho. Great coach. Um, the boxing sessions were much more specific than general you know he's only coaching two fighters three fighters maybe rather than 30 amateurs elite amateurs but you know floating in and out week to week that you get on gb 
you have a physio and the physio wasn't like who would come in and say oh put ice on it like <laughs> i've got the best physio in the country you know you're sitting there and england team premier league footballers rugby players be coming in and out so you're like this guy must know what he's on about and then when he goes in there and he fixes your problem after one maybe two treatments rather like i've had when i turned pro i had a problem with the back of my patella plate like my kneecap basically um, so my knee was permanently swollen for the last aba championships i won i didn't run because i couldn't run right so i just got fit shit in the bag and that and then ever sporadically i'll go and see the gb doctors and they would um drain the fluid in my knee and one day i went and there was a trainee one for her and she couldn't find the fluid in my knee and i was like oh, how can you not find the fluid there. in my knees <laughs> look, at, look at it it's like four times the size it should be in the end uh sort of physio was like you need an operation for this okay great when had an x-ray it's like yeah you got a hole in the back of your teleplate it's been wearing away for the past three months went into um the hospital in chelsea keel surgery in and out limped him walked out didn't look back <laughs> do you know what i mean physio gave me a 11 out of 10 rehab thing to do and i was like wow this is the difference this is the difference you know and, and i'm i might be bashing gb a bit but because it might be better now but that at the time it was behind the times so it but it was exciting to turn pro so you ellie turned pro how long ago with who give us that story I turned pro just before COVID happened. So I was meant to box on Josh Kelly and Avenise in the first one and it fell through. So I ended up having my debut October 20. So that was 2020, October 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So that meant you operated as a pro, or at least on fight weeks in the bubbles and exclusively yeah. at that time. You must have got used to the fight weeks being in a bubble in a hotel. Yeah, being... Totally different to what it actually is like in a in the normal world. How was that? It was a strange little setup. You weren't even like, really allowed to go for a walk, but everything went smoothly. So there was no pressure. You wasn't rushed. And, you know, it was literally you walk in from your hotel room across the road to weigh in and it, it was easy. Mm. Being a female fighter, you, you got the idea you want to turn professional. Um, how do you go about that? Do you speak yeah. to your amateur coach for, or are the pro trainers and managers and promoters knocking at your door already because they want a female fighter? Mine happened with luck, if I'm honest. I'm good friends with Adam Martin and he operates at the same gym as Adam Booth. And I rang him because I was meant to have a meeting with Warren, actually. And uh, I rang and I said, do you know what Like, I should ask for or look for? And he's like, oh, I ain't got a clue about female boxing, which he wouldn't. So he said, oh, I'm seeing Booth later. Let me see, because obviously he had Shannon at the time. Then he rings me back and goes, oh, can I give him your number? And I was like, oh, yeah. So I'm thinking, bloody hell, like, there's chances of this. And then he rings me and, you know, he speaks, speaks. I didn't understand half of what he said, but it all sounded quite promising. And then I met him with my brother and... Everything fell into place for me. It was mad. Like I couldn't have, you know, asked for it all to go more smoothly. Managed to get me, you know, a promoter and it all lifted off quite quickly. Mm. Yeah. How good was it at the time or helpful was it at the time that what, there were a lot of women pros about at that point? Yeah, don't get me wrong. It was nice to see the doors were opening and mm. it kind of happened quick. If it wasn't for lockdown, I don't think female boxing would be where it is now. So we got a lot to Why'd be you thankful. Because I think, you know, putting a female fight on the card... We was all locked in the house, wasn't we, as well? So we was all watching. And, you know, it's probably, you know, cheap for Eddie to put the female fights on as regular as he did. And once one was on and everyone's like, cool, you know, that was a good little watch. They had the right little scrap. So it kind of gauged a new audience and every, you know, show he's putting a female fight on. But hand on heart, don't believe that would have been as it is now if it wasn't for COVID. I, f I 100% agree. 
And yeah. I think that the point you make about cost as well, yeah. because a lot of the time the money is a stumbling block, the fight doesn't even happen. We see that loads of times. Yeah. But in women's boxing, the equivalent fight is just nowhere near as expensive. So for a promoter, it makes a lot Especially of sense to stick it on. Closed doors. When there was no ticket yeah. money, exactly. So you saw like Taylor Pursoon was put the rematch yeah. was behind closed doors. Basically every week there was a mad women's fight, always. Yeah. And everyone was like, Well, that's the fight of the night. And you're right, and without COVID it might not have happened. And boxing is so behind the times or at least women's boxing is such an embryonic stage of it like it, it's vast like imagine savannah marshall clarissa shields what they got paid the equivalent men's they fight got of that seven figures they didn't yeah they? so they got properly paid but the equivalent fight of that when you think about it is You're probably talking. like canelo yeah. golovkin yeah really what was the conversations when you when you were turning probably were they like because for me as a as a male when i turned mm -hmm. pro they're like right okay we're going to aim to get you out six times in the first year and this was like the discussion with adam move i said look i don't want to hang about waste time i'm not getting to 30 and 0 before i fight for a british title i really want to push on he's like perfect you know I mean? turns out all promoters want to hear that as well because they you know they, they want you a championship level because that's where you know you're going to be delivering tv worthy headlining content so yep we'll push you on mm -hmm. you uh ellie uh six fights european champion now women have to progress much quicker mm. don't they i mean they was that on the table for you straight away like right listen we haven't got enough prospects to, for you to to fight you're going to be no real massive domestic scene there isn't even enough sort of learning gatekeeper journeyman type women fighters out there for you so we get you busy as we can and you're probably gonna be fighting for a world title in about 18 months the first time i actually met eddie was at the press conference of the josh kelly and Evanese, and i didn't sit down and have the talks it was all between him and Adam. So it was aiming for five fights in a year. And obviously that didn't happen because one COVID and two, obviously I ended up changing trainer. So I think I kind of delayed stuff because of what else went on, but I definitely have jumped in the deep end. Like my second fight, I thought Gangloff, she was like yeah. four and oh then French champion. And she just won the European belt at the weight below. I have been matched hard from, yeah, yeah I have definitely done it a different way. You know, I think I can say I've earned it. I feel like there was a buzz around you as well. And particularly, like, obviously after the debut and then Gangloff in the second fight, it was like you were on a fast track anyway. Because there's really? fast tracking, which we've seen with women's boxing, some people. But then there's also, like, by merit. Did you feel like that? Yeah, I never got really presented a gimmick and, you know, let's put this on and you get your, your stoppage out and we'll sell you as this. Like, I've always been built as a fighter. For me to kind of make noise, I've had to take hard fights and it hasn't mm. been, we're going to build your profile. That hasn't really been the approach, but mm. I think it's better that way. Yeah, it's definitely better that way. Like, just for the listeners, you're now working with Shane McGuigan yeah. and Adam McGuigan Gym and you've had four now. Four, four with Shane. So, yeah, and in that time you fought two former world champions and now just won the, the European title. So, Shane, share that same sort of philosophy yeah. maybe that, that Adam had that, you know, you're talented and you've got no options. We're going to have to put you in big fights, hard fights, and away you go. Because you're still young, still fresh, like still 6-0. 6-0. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> I was I fighting at 6-0. I think I'm still, still trying to... Um, 6-0 oh was probably like non-TV shows that you'll call, like for me, and you're already up and flying. Is there anything else, any other reasons why we see so quickly women boxing for world titles and for for major titles and like six no european champion ebony bridges was what like four and oh or something when she boxed a world title why why is that in women's boxing do you think obviously the depth of talent's not there mm. you know there's a big gap and we'll go on to obviously the two minute and the three minute rounds and i think that's why it warrants why it has to be two minutes because i think you'd see the big gap between the top end and, you know, the likes of the journey women. I think at certain weights, you've got a lot of healthy competition. And then at others, it's, you know, your profile sells well 
we'll give you an opportunity and you know we might get a vacant belt here and there is that option that a lot of people are capturing and you know you've got to kind of take your hat off like fair play to you've seen the market you've exposed it like you've ran in and you grabbed it and got out so a lot of people have gone with that approach but I think at certain weights there's there is healthy competition and that's when you're talking about you know the quotes as they all claim mm. so so you're weighing in at super bantam <laughs> weight which I think is 122 yeah What's it like as a female yep. fighting at weight? I've got a nutritionist now, Pete Bell, and he's fantastic. Before him, you know, I've messed up the weight quite badly. Like, so my last weight cut, I only had to do like two pounds. Like, that's ridiculous. I've never known. And then previously, I've done silly amount and it really affected my performance so in terms of like how i approach it i approach it exactly the same don't wrongly know like we've got different bodies we hold stuff differently so certain things will work certain things won't but you know making weight it, it's the same principle you got to weigh that weight and yeah sometimes it gets stuck but yeah it's the same as the men i'd definitely say because shannon courtney for the fir first time we had in like out in the open shannon courtney missed weight and was like it's because i'm on my period and like men don't have to have a cycle just do what we want every day you turn up and feel exactly the same women not quite the same so we're proper behind the times in boxing that it's not even considered i'm like how's this only ever happened like to one person now you make weight regardless don't you but yeah, that was what i was gonna ask yeah. you make weight regardless Definitely. like do you have to factor that in like do you go ellie shaking her head shaking her head yeah, yeah. Shaking my head. it's got to make the weight like certain athletes and i can say i'm one like because of what you do to your body what you put yourself through like you probably won't have you know a menstrual cycle for three months i you know, because of what you do and how, the weight making. But, you know, a lot of people, I myself have box when, you know, you're mm. on your menstrual cycle and I will always make weight. It's, mm. it's your job. But I know that lots of um, long distance runners, you know, marathon yeah. runners, female, they, their period can even stop because they get yeah. too light or there's too much training or, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Can you take, you know, as the pill, but it's probably a better, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you better can run which cycle. regulates your cycle. Yeah, yeah, Do women, yeah, do women in boxing option. do that now or does yeah, that I think help or hinder? Does that make you hold water? That's a fucking problem. There's like, always, always going to be that. There is the, you know, it can hold water, but it, you know, it's life. And I think in terms of making weight, you make that weight. That is your job and your opponent's making that weight. So I, I don't think there's ever an excuse. Mm. It's also the coach inside is male dominated as well, particularly in professional boxing. Yeah. So the coaches are all like, I don't know, <laughs> like they're, they're just yeah. guessing as well a lot of the time, or at least trying to, it's new to them yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't see a single woman in the corner. Dennis Douglas' mum was Dennis in the corner. Dennis Douglas' mum, yeah. But for the most part, every gym you walk in in this country, professional gym, they're all men are coaches. And maybe that will change. I think that might change over time. Like as in- I might get me coaching. Well, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because there are now more women boxing professionals. So- might then go the same way as many mailboxes. I think at the minute where we're trying to just sell it as a sport to so then, you know, say, oh, female coach, I, I, I think that's going to be years to come. You think? In pro boxing, in female, like amateur boxing, there's loads. There's like loads, yeah. Amanda Colson, for instance, she's one of, you know, the best coaches I've worked with up at Sheffield and because she boxed. Like, I don't know if she was on the squad when you was. No, but I, I know, I know she Amanda. She boxed Tash, yeah. Amanda. And yeah. she, like, because she'd been there and done it, she was, she was a great asset. So I think in terms of getting a female pro coach, to be respected it's going to take a very long time with uh like we've seen this year katie taylor amanda sorano msg savannah marshall and Cresta shields you know massive headline fight how i don't know if inspiring is the right word because you're already doing it but what do you take from that when you watch those shows like that how do you how does it make you feel as a fellow sort of 
pro at, the t at this time in this era? I just think because of how the fights have delivered, like as a fan, and you feel like, wow, one thing, making the fight, but two, delivering it like they have, they're just, they're pioneers. And it is, it's very inspiring. I think even for any boxers, just to see like these women can really fight and they really took, got the spotlight and really owned it. So, it was a great time for women's boxing. I think it's only going to get better, you know. Sooner or later, we're going to stand up. This club might leave from the front, stand up for the women's boxing and say, hold on, I'm going to put on a unification world title, female world title fight at the O2 and then put another unification world title chief support there. We'll stick it on pay-per-view, make people pay mm. for it. Plug it hard. <laughs> More Maybe we that's might. Sort of you look. might. I mean, this is the next. The next discussion is you might have to move to three minute rounds, twelve three minute rounds yeah. for that to get to that stage. Then you're just giving no one an, an argument for you know the the pay difference yeah. if it is there. Let's get into the the, the, the minutes, yeah. the roundage. So the listeners who might not be clear on it, men's boxing, professional boxing is three minute rounds. Whether that's four, six, eight, ten, twelve rounders at championship level, twelve rounders. But for the women, you box two minute rounds regardless, two, 10 twos as well, 10 two-minute rounds for a world title fight. Onlookers, everyone at the moment it would be is going, make it three minutes, make it 12 threes. Where do you stand on it, Ellie? Me personally, like as a boxer, I'd love to do three minutes. And I think I'd speak on behalf of a lot of people, but like we've said, doing 10 twos, it's quick fire. It really catches the audience. It's an easy watch and it's a sprint. And when it's a sprint, both go for it. So it's always going to be a good and exciting fight most of the time. And I think, like we said, if it was three minutes, you'd really see the the gap between the top end and the journey woman, which would result in more stoppages. But again, it'd be watches and you'd be going, oh, that's pointless. Oh, that's pointless. But if you get two minute round, the journey woman can <laughs> make it, you know, challenging because you ain't got time to think, you ain't got time to set stuff up. So mm. I can see why it is 10 twos. It'd be impossible, but then it'd be nice to the guys, or the, the girls, I should say, at the top end to do 12 three minute rounds because then you are seeing professional boxing. Because as you say, at the moment, two minute rounds, it's, you got to get in, get your work done as quick as possible, and it sometimes it can be a bit amateurish, and mm -hmm. sometimes you don't have to be crude, yeah. and you don't have time to to set the trap, set up the work. Yeah, sure, you're you're engaging a, a new audience, but some of the hardcore boxing fans or the experienced boxing fans, they they will see the difference. It does seem like a different sport. It's a sprint sport, and like you said earlier before we started, your rest is fifty percent of your yeah. work time, which is mm -hmm. mad when you think about it. Because obviously, men, you everyone has a minute rest. That's one minute out of two is mm -hmm. quite a profound difference compared to one in out of after you three. Say, yeah, I mean, you think you're in the you're just about to start the last round of your world title fight, and you're only eighteen minutes into a fight. That's halfway through a male championship fight. You know, imagine if you put two of the best fighters in the world and you said, right, you've only got six rounds to win this fight. It'd be a totally different <laughs> yeah. fight, wouldn't it? Yeah. You ain't going to be able to rely on, you know, uh, setting as many traps because you're going to get this guy late or he's going to fade mm -hmm. and I'm going to win the second half of the fight or I could drop a couple of rounds here. It's a different fight, isn't it? A very different fight. Mm. And how many male stoppages do you see where someone gets someone hurt yeah. after like two minutes, catches them and then they've got a minute to finish them off? That happens mm. all the time, doesn't it? Whereas if you get hurt after one minute, 30 seconds as a, as a woman, you probably get through it or at least you've got a much pet chance and that's why there's not that many stoppages as you know Ellie yeah I use that excuse yeah. if we go to three minutes I ain't got it <laughs> maybe we should keep twos but like we say if you put you know Mao and if you say right you're fighting for a title you've got ten twos Do you know, yeah. there'd be a lot of different winners as well yeah and I think good point you'd It'd be it changed the dynamic of the sport. So when you do look at that perspective, maybe the possibility of saying, right, to warrant to fight for a world title, we're going to change it 12 3. So up until that point. But then again, it's, it's a prepare? new game. Yeah. yeah, how would you? Obviously, it's, it's good, you'd yeah. train for it, but 
maybe that could be an option but then again yeah because training for two minutes and training for three minutes is very different, different. Sport. very yeah, very different mm. and like even you know obviously it would come down to your, your, your sparring and your pad work and you can manipulate sometimes you manipulate the we said it before we came on uh whether you've been you've been recently sparring three minute yeah. rounds with 40 seconds rest rather than a minute rest and it, it, you know you're you're playing with your energy system energy systems yeah. exactly it, it's, it's totally different like you go to the track and you might have to do a totally different track session because it's gonna have to be shorter and sharper and faster your strength and conditioning like how much is it more on the conditioning rather than the strength or is it got to be more strength than conditioning and then if you've done that for five years as a pro and then they come around and they go right okay we've had a great idea <laughs> you're gonna move you from two rounds to three rounds i mean amateurs used to do it all the time mm -hmm. like yeah, three minutes then two minutes three, then yeah a minute and a half for a little bit. I think if he was a junior, I was like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, and then it was four rounds and dropped to three. So, uh, to play know. devil's advocate on it though, Ellie, you might have a view on this as well. Mm -hmm. Two minute rounds is immensely watchable. And also a lot of three minute round men's fights, fuck all happens in the first minute sometimes because they're just sort of feeling each other out or whatever it is, however minutes. But when you've got a two minute round, you go straight into business. And maybe that's why we saw so many great fights because it's like two minutes, it has to be straight from the off most definitely i think the audience for pro boxing is the older generation who have a you know a certain perspective on females and mm. they shouldn't be boxing they should be in the kitchen like that sort of mindset so if it is 10 twos it's a quick watch and it's an exciting watch and even for a broadcaster point of view they can slide a female world title fight on Very you know good point. 10 twos yeah which you say is equivalent to what six threes is it we worked out six yeah, yeah. 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 You're, in, you're in your so, seventh round aren't you yeah. exactly that so like you say we we can slide them on the show it's not going to take up that much of our broadcaster so looking at that perspective there is a lot of reasons why i think it, it is the you know the option they're going with at the minute mm -hmm. just after after every women's fight which is good it's just everyone's up and i was gotta be three minutes go there are reasons why they haven't done it yet and you can yeah. see like the big like it's such a good point you make about the level of competition like how could you expect someone particularly if they're part-time pro because there's not much money. Mm -hmm. Someone like, I don't know what she does, but Miley's Gangloff, for instance, like world amateur silver medalist, like French champion, just saying to her, you've got to do three minutes now from out of nowhere because otherwise you can't really box against Ellie Scottney because she does threes. It's hard, isn't it? Where do you start? Maybe I'd buy into the old school, but and I think it would suit you. Like, it, it would. Because you oh, just see, I want to see the... I'm not a fan of like the boxer tournaments or the prize, the old prize oh, yeah, fight tournaments yeah, yeah. because there's no skill. It's just will whereas uh, you know you've been in the gym you've been drilling the technique i want to see that come out in the fight and i've seen you on the pads and you're just so correct everything's so precise a little bit more commitment of the shot like, start punching <laughs> We're working hard. on that start punching harder girl right but other than that like it's it's so good it's refreshing to see and you're like that's a high quality fighter like it's not a high quality female fighter that's that's a, that's, that's a high quality fighter that can you you're like right well Let's give her a chance to go and um, display that in a fight. But yeah, by the time she's set the first trap, set the second trap, the klaxon's going for 10 seconds left on the round. You're mm. like, oh, you know, she's not <laughs> going to get it off this round. We set it up the next round. Oh, but the girl was like, uh, the girl you're fighting is thinking, I've just dropped that round. So she comes out and Swing. she's a little bit more wild. So pull the trick on it. Three, three minute rounds. Um, and it doesn't need to start. It's got to strike championship level. See how they go. I mean, it's all, it's all, everything's to be agreed, you know, like, contractually and whether it be like the w, get the wbc on on board mm. and a few others where they say right it's a world title but it's eight threes now yeah. and we'll, we'll you know we'll just move the goalpost later have you done some sparring over three minutes yeah i did for this camp i was sparring um mayor and mm. she 
trains for three minutes, which is obviously interesting. And I ended up doing about, over a time, I think it was like 50 frees. And the last, we was doing eight frees with 30 seconds rest. And I, I loved it. How did it change the way you boxed per round? One, obviously you have more thinking time. You can set stuff up. And I think when you're competing, you know, she, she was, you know, a world champion and it's high level. So it's exciting and you always switched on. I wouldn't say my pace dropped much either. So, which is obviously you've got to learn the round. So the first time I did, I was thinking, cool. I remember looking at Josh in the corner, I kept looking at the clock thinking, that's, that's stopped working. But, <laughs> Like, once you do it more, it's like, this is wicked. And going back to twos, you like, come back to the corner, you're thinking, I'm still resting. Like, it's, the minute's dragging. Yeah. So, yeah. I loved it, me personally. Yeah, because you got a body, in, a, in a body clock deck, you know three minutes. Like, you just... Yeah, they're talking about you in minutes. the gym. They said that your body clock... <laughs> I don't always want them to pay the me clock. as they... Yeah, <laughs> nah, I just knew. They just know. He said <laughs> you were spot on, like, you'd know when was what. It was crazy. Yeah, you do, you do, you do. You don't need to look. Or you do look, you go, that's about, that's about three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like eight, uh, 2.59. Oh, yeah. yeah. They okay. said you mastered that. They were talking about it the other day. So, yeah. How was that with Maya? Because obviously world champion at the time. Two like weights a, yeah, above. Exactly, yeah. two weights above. And also now like one of the faces of women's boxing. How was that to mix it and sort of test yourself, gauge yourself on that? Yeah, it was It was really good, you know. Did you batter her, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Sparring to Another body shot. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely weren't one of them. <laughs> um, it was really good for me to, you know, like I say, see where I'm at and... I loved the sparring and it was really handful. Mm. Not she's not, she's not committed yet. She? Nah, she's nah. coming. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we should do. What should we do? I do think it? it's time for the feature. Go for the feature this yeah. is the best feature. We say it every time, but this is actually <laughs> the best one we've ever done. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. So Ellie Scottney is on today. And we've got her a feature. Can we we floated around a couple of a couple of uh, names? Yeah, for great na- great name for puns actually. Yes. Ellie Scottney. Ellie Scottney. Yeah. So <laughs> we arrived at Scottney rhyming slang. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right now, let me tell you a Jack and Ori of the Scottney Rebel. She's currently Tom and O, and she's already bagged a European title. She's the baked bean of Catford. <laughs> <laughs> but can she solve our Cockney rhymes today? 
Are you're not even a cockney, are you? Yeah. And you're Captain. from fucking Hammersmith. Yeah, and you're from Swindon. Yeah. Right. Oh. You might get out scot free. Yeah, that was a uh, that was some Scott day. Free was These are quite good to be. Honest. So yeah. we got uh, we got we got I've got some questions. I'll come up with some questions. Mm-hmm. Only some, eight of them though. It says a lot. With some rhyming slang, and I want to know if you can correctly identify. <laughs> Do you know what the, the slang? Yeah, I, literally, I read this last night. I was genuinely pissing myself laughing, but it was more the idea of George sat there at home <laughs> writing, coming yeah. up with these questions. <laughs> right. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Question number one: Tyson reportedly had a twenty and a half inch Gregory whilst fighting. What is a Gregory? I'm gonna go neck. Yes, Ooh. Gregory hey. Peck. One nil. Gregory Peck neck. Solid. Question number two. Vitaly Klitschko's ring alias in Cockney slang is Dr. Iron Oliver. What was he commonly known as? Dr. Iron... Twist? Yes. Shut up. Oliver Twist. Oliver Twist. But Oliver Twist, why? Dr. Iron... What does twist rhyme with? Twist. Wrist? (laughs) Dr. Iron Iron Wrist. wrist. (laughs) That's even better. What a wanker. <laughs> Doctor Iron Wrist, fucking great. Go. No. I mean, close. Go on, Dick. Doctor Do- Iron Fist. Doctor oh. Iron Fist. I mean, you got. Can she's you such that? a Cockney. She doesn't yeah. even know the yeah, answer. Right. She just knows the Cockney. I love it. Doctor, uh, should we give? No, she, no, she gives that. Yeah, go on, two now. Doctor Iron Wrist. She got all the twists. I know a few of them. Number three. It's a good one. Vasil Lomachenko has fought for his pro career predominantly in rival turtles. What are turtles? It rhymes a bit, yeah. Turtles. Well, it's Cockney rhyming slang. Turtles. I'll give you a clue. It doesn't rhyme with turtles. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah. So Gregory don't rhyme with neck, but Gregory Peck neck. Yeah. That's how you get to the slang. Oliver Twist fist. And, and he you've boxes got, in rival. He boxes in rival turtles. They're gloves, right? I mean, we we'll give that. Yeah, a that's it. Gloves. Yeah. Yes. But why? Oh, is that part? Show of your question? workings. I mean, we'll give you the score, but yeah. go on, you tell us, George. Turtle doves. Gloves. Oh, yes. Easy. <laughs> now, remember that working on this next one. Right, number four. Dimitri Bivol had a great weekend beating Zuno Ramirez wearing black and grey Nike daisies. What are daisies? Your boots, aren't they? Yes, yeah. daisy Wee. roots, boots. So Cockney, don't even know the Solid. sign, just knows what they are. Just knows the answer. Yeah. It's 4 0. A full-size Olympic Highland have to measure 20 feet. What's a Highland? It's a pool, isn't it? Water. No. <laughs> Highland water. No. Come on, <laughs> Right now, yeah, yeah, she's got one. The bottle. Got yeah. one oh, it's Highland Fling ring. Highland Olympic fling. boxing ring is 20 feet. I yeah. thought you'd definitely know that. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking swimming pool. <laughs> yeah, that's the water for you. <laughs> Question six. I think this one at Teagle Deck. Got me. CJ Ross got in a bit of stick after involvement as a Barnaby in the Mayweather-Canelo fight back in 2013. What is a Barnaby? I like to call a friend. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you the answer. Barnaby Rudge? Judge. (laughs) 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 Still 4-0 though, so I'll take it. Number seven. IBF world champion James DeGaulle in his unification bout (laughs) with WBC world champion Badu Jack back in 2017. Famously lost his hamstead, but kept his title that night, scoring a majority draw. What is a hamstead? His teeth. Yes. Hamstead teeth. Teeth. He's back. Five nil. Right. Declan has come in today and he's giving it the Barry. <laughs> he's telling me that he's the star of this podcast and that he should be in charge of writing all the features. Ellie, what is what is the Barry? 
See, so someone's giving it Barry, like Larry, no, Barry. Is it rhyme with Barry? No. Don't rhyme with Barry. I'll give you a clue. He's a former guest of this podcast. McGuigan. Yes. Hey! That was, that He's was... giving it to Barry McGuigan the big one. Oh, yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Oh, to go 6 it. and 0. 6-0, perfect. Well done, Ellie. Well done. 6 and 0, that Ellie Scott. I think that was the best one you've Easy wrote. work. It is. Best one you've ever done. That is, 100%. Scottney rhyming slang. Scottney rhyming slang. Ellie Scotland the Cockney. You need to. Uh, you a lot of really put it out there. That'd be great because Americans would be like, "What's that mean?" And then you could just explain it to them. It'd be amazing. But yeah. then if they get that, the get that. slang, I'd be in bits. Yeah, you're gonna have to like. You have to we'll brush it. up. Yeah, we'll Barnaby. We have to start showing at the Barnabys. <laughs> what I think you should be called, Ellie, is key, Ellie Key Worker Scotney because you were a key worker at B and Q for six yeah. months. The most famous B and Q worker in history, I reckon. Yeah, I'm putting that on my CV and my box rec. <laughs> 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 Those were the days. Star, surely. Yeah, but that was a that was a funny old time for for everyone. But it must have been nice to um, get out of the house. I did to be honest. And that was before your debut as well. <laughs> yeah, before yeah. my debut. So me and my sister got bikes. We used to ride into Eltham. Then I'd ride to Waterloo where I was training at the time. Oh, it used to take me about half a day because I was so, so shy at riding my bike. But yeah, no, it was it was long, but the pay was decent, you know. It was like £10 an hour. It's not that bad, is Solid. it? More than what I'm getting it's more than I'm, more, <laughs> oh, I'm, no. get, more than I'm getting here. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he's giving it the barrier. Yeah. yeah, he's giving it. <laughs> Still a minimum wage. <laughs> anyway, back to female boxing, women's yeah. boxing. What's next for you, Ellie? That fight was meant to... Well, it's meant to be, so hopefully it is the mandatory for the IBF. So, fingers crossed, February. It's all switched now. World title challenges are on the horizon. Yes. No God more. willing, it comes off. Yeah. yeah. So, that's the training through Christmas. Yeah, Christmas is. is fucked. You did that. Did it for oh. De Luisa, I remember that. Yeah, I've, I've, I've probably done it a couple of times, but yeah, did it for De Luisa. IBF Super Bantam, yeah. is there a champion? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's uh, defended it, I think, once now, so yeah. Your brother excited? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's a, he loves it, doesn't he? I said I was coming here today. He's like, just take me a glove for George to sign. I was like, Mike, I can't really do that. <laughs> just take the glove on the, the uh, 185 bus. So. And your and your view overall, just in closing, of women's boxing and where we're at at the moment, it just seems like it's always growing. Yeah. It's just like a snowball. Yeah, literally. I think it's you know safe for us to say every week you're seeing a female fight and every week it is growing. I think it's it's very promising times and exciting. Six and zero. You, now the Scotney Ryman slang champion as well. <laughs> Scotney the Cockney. Get that on the box rack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm adding that in the Wikipedia tonight. <laughs> Thanks so much, Ellie, for coming in. It was so good. It was so good to talk to you. Hear about your story and hear about the exciting future that you got coming up in the not so distant future. Let me know how you're getting on over Christmas with uh, all that grass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your What's your uh, top tips for training over Christmas? Do it. <laughs> put, some, put some layers on it's cold out you know put your ski boots on you have a bit of fun with it get a bit you know you grew up with Rocky Rocky 4 he's like he trains he fights yeah. on Christmas day he does pretend you're Rocky gonna be chasing the you can wear that like he goes running in a leather in like a, a leather yeah I know exactly yeah he's really stiff I mean yeah. you, there's no way he's getting good good speed there but get yourself one them Ellie train over I'll Christmas I'll get Christmas you one list. Yeah. put it on the Christmas Santa Santa leave one for you I remember vividly when you boxed D. Louise afterwards we got you in the change rooms literally the line that we did was you were saying that you'd saved a chocolate Santa until then. Who bought me a chocolate Santa yeah. when I'm in camp for a, for a fight? I mean, that's yeah. just... You were like, oh, I want to go over and eat my chocolate Santa. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a metaphor either. No. It was actually a chocolate <laughs> That's not <Santa>. rhyming slang. 
Can of Fanta. <laughs> Ellie, we, sh- we should have got you a chocolate Santa. Sorry about that. Well, no, I don't, don't need that. No, I don't we'll need get it. you one when you're in the World Title in February. Yeah, yeah we'll send it. will be juice by then, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for coming in, Ellie. I appreciate it. Thank you. Scotney the Cockney deck. She's here. She's in the club. Boxing through and through. That's what I Proper. love. Because when, when you hear about women's boxing, for a lot of people, it's, it feels like it's come out of nowhere for the last couple of years. But then you hear stories from Ellie where she's boxing through and through. Yeah. She's been doing it since she was a pup. Died in the wall. She's boxing. come back and forth. And my campaign for a heavyweight female fighter, it might be her because apparently she <laughs> was uh, quite the lump. She might be out of an 11 weight world champion. Yeah, she's good enough. Yeah, she is. She's good enough. She's a but super is she, talent. But is she big enough? <laughs> she, I think she's a superstar waiting to happen. And we can always point back and be like, well, we had you in the club early. Ellie Scottney, the Cockney. Yeah, she's a great fighter, but not great at Cockney Prime. She's like, not, she's not actually a that. Cockney. I, I just sort of tarnished her with the, with the Cockney brush. But yeah. She's not, she's not um, from Bowery. Then she's no. Catford girl. Yeah, she's Catford girl. Deck, as always, you can get to us with Cockney Rhyme Slang on the socials, which is the GG Boxing Club on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and everything else that is otherwise social. We've got official Cockney Rhyme Slang for this club, George. We'll stick it out for listeners, right? Yeah. So uh, I'm going with barbecue. Oh, go on, then why is it barbecue? barbecue rub. Club. Yeah. Join the barbecue. Join the barbecue. People can definitely do better than that. Yeah, that, that's my terrible effort. I'll have something better by next week. So mm. you better have something better, Deck. And I think the so listeners, it. I want to hear them saying better. Don't send them in on the socials. Yeah, people are nick them. People are nick them. You can email them in yes. in private. What can I email them? GG, to? always the same. GG Boxing Club at crowdnetwork.co.uk. And if you want another podcast, George, mm-hmm. you can listen to Macklin's Take. And that is when each week, commentator and pundit Andy Clark, alongside three-time world title challenger Matt Macklin, take a deep dive into the fight game. With topical debates, big name guests and boxing insiders, they'll bring you all of that. Just search for Macklin's Take in your podcast app now. You can get the GGBC ad-free What? by subscribing to the Crowd Sport channel. You get it ad-free just by subscribing to the Crowd Sports channel. I might do that. Uh, and also, George, if you happen to listen on Spotify, first and foremost, you've got to check out the playlist of Ringwalk. And the GGBC is also available ad-free on Amazon Music too. How about that, eh? How about that? We are back next week, Wednesday. Deck, who have we got? We've got a man who lives and breathes boxing quite literally. Even since he retired, all he ever does is talk about boxing. It's Johnny Nelson. It's Johnny Nelson, Deck. This is exciting. That's a big hitter. Yes, Deck. It's Johnny Nelson, former world champion, cruiserweight world champion, but now probably better known now as a TV pundit celebrity face of boxing mm. uh, in Britain at least and he's on to tell us what it's like life after getting punched in the face yes I cannot wait with the Lucky Land Slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.